Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 68 for July 17th, 2010. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can email me to keith at klezmerpodcast.com. But before we get to the interview for this episode, I wanted to let you know that a great way to help support the Klezmer Podcast is to purchase your music from the Klezmer Podcast Music Delicatessen. All you have to do is go to klezmerpodcast.com and click on the link Buy Music Here. That takes you directly to the Klezmer Podcast Music Delicatessen. There you'll find lots of great CDs and MP3 downloads, books, and also some cool stage gear for your band. But besides the Klezmer Podcast Music Delicatessen, I'm also available to speak to your event or group. So if you'd like to hear me speak about Klezmer and Jewish music, send an email to keith at klezmerpodcast.com. In Klezmer news, I want to let you know that it was a very busy week for Jewish music here in Los Angeles. On July 15th, we had three different performances going on. We had Watch a Clan visiting from Marseille, France, uh, Electro uh, World and Bass Band. We had The Sway Machinery visiting from New York City. And we also had Yiddish singer Mitch Smolkin from Toronto, Canada, performing his rec site on the radio show. So if you were in Los Angeles this week, I hope you had an opportunity to take advantage of some of this great music. Now my interview guest for this episode is Julie Egger, leader of the band Red Hot Tchotchkes, based in the San Francisco Bay Area. They've released an exciting new album entitled Beats Without Borders. This interview was made on February 25th, 2010, and after the interview, we'll hear one of the tracks from the album. Here now is my interview with Julie Egger. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, and today I'm visiting with Julie Egger of the Red Hot Tchotchkes from the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Hello, Julie. Welcome to Klezmer Podcast again. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. It's been uh, about two years since uh, we spoke last on uh, Closer Podcast 26. So what, what's been happening in the last two years and, and uh, see what's been going on? Well, the Red Hot Church kids are really um, doing a lot of stuff right now. Uh, we switched accordion players. Our latest accordion player had to leave because of home and stuff. But we just added... Aaron Seaman of uh, Duck Mandu, originally a fish tank ensemble. He's amazing. We love having him. Um, we've also put out a new CD in January. It was released. It's called Beats Without Borders, all original music. Um, we're very excited about it. And we've decided to go on tour, and we're playing a lot of concerts. We've, we've realized that the wedding scene is not happening as much as we'd like. I think the recession is hitting that also. And so we've taken a turn to become more of a concert band, which is really wonderful. We love doing concerts. It doesn't pay as well as a wedding, but the artistic benefit is tops compared to weddings. So that's what we're doing. Very busy. Great. Um, so uh, the new CD is Beats Without Borders. Now, I notice that's not the title track of the CD, so uh, it I, kind of sets a theme for the, what the album's about. So tell me how you came up with Beats Without Borders. Um, well, reminds me of okay. the of the Doctors Without Borders organization, so maybe uh, you're spreading music around the world? 
Uh, we actually didn't come up with that wasn't where it came from. Um, all the music is original, and it's all influenced by everything around us, all our musical influences, even though we're considered a klezmer fusion band right now. Um, the music ha- is influenced by uh, old-timey music and um, calypso and Latin rhythms and um, jazz rhythms and even Gra- Grateful Dead jam band type stuff. So we just incorporate everything and anything that we're excited about into the pieces we're writing. And when we bring the pieces into the band rehearsal, they take a life of their own through everyone's um, input. So a lot of the music, um, it may have klezmer roots, but we're going all over the place. In fact, the next CD, I'm hoping, we, I was just in the Bahamas and heard Junkanoo, and was really excited about that. So who knows what's going to come out of that? Plus, another friend of mine and I talked about writing a klezmer opera. So I don't know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> and wait a minute. Will, will the uh, klezmer opera be, be in Italian or German, though? I have no idea. I haven't started yet. <laughs> I just have a friend who sings opera, and she's amazing. And I thought it would be really cool. She's in New York. That w- When we go to New York, I'm hoping to go to New York with the band, that we have some kind of klezmer opera thing. I'm not even sure what it's going to look like. <laughs> now, you're talking about going to the Bahamas. Now, on, on the CD, I did see that uh, you have, I think it's uh, Stepping Out that's kind of a, a Caribbean kind of flavored thing. What, you, tell me about that one. Well, that was written by Barbara Speed, our clarinet tape, uh, player, and there's definitely a Calypso energy to it on, on parts of it. It was not influenced by the Bahamas with her. I was the one who went to the Bahamas, but with my family. It was a family trip. Um, but, of course, listening to music, I, anywhere I go, I always listen to the, the, the music around me and see what I can bring back. Um, but, again, we were re- rehearsing it, and the Calypso came out. So, you know, we all have so much influence from other genres, and uh, it's exciting to add to it. So there we are. Right, because you have some stuff that has uh, some Latin influence and and some other styles too that are kind of uh, thrown in throughout the throughout the CD. Right. So. Well, the the pieces I wrote every time I wrote three pieces on the CD. I wrote "Dancing on the Creekside," "Melted Chocolate," and "Mid Tug Niggin," and all of them have what we call a jam band section. And I love the Grateful Dead. I've always loved them, and I always love this space section. And to me, they're 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 the ultimate jam band band. I mean, when they improvise and then they come back to their straight piece, it's it always seems so amazing. So I like to incorporate that kind of wildness into our music, um, and that's where my that that's part of my influence. Um, so that I can speak for for uh, for my my pieces. Some of the pieces, like Klesberg and Adventure Tons, were written by my bass player. Now he came to the band with very little klezmer influence, and he's actually now studying and working with his with Latin music at the jazz school in Berkeley. So he's been bringing a lot of Latin influence into the band. Um, yeah, it just we just love doing everything and everything and anything, and. You know, I guess a lot of musicians, klezmer musicians, would say it's nice, but it's not klezmer. So, but we don't care anymore. We've kind of let go of that. Right. The, the, uh, the the definition of klezmer, I, I notice, has become looser and looser. 
So right. th- there's uh, because, and I find, you know, I, my band plays a little bit more of the, maybe a traditional style klezmer and there's not much call for it around town these days, at least not, uh, you know, that we're noticing. Um, well, when you do a wedding, especially when you do the chair lifting and, and, and the Freilach type stuff, we do a lot of traditional stuff there because that's, you know, the, the right rhythm and it doesn't change to some weird original arrangement that doesn't keep the beat totally freilachy. So we'll do traditional at a wedding. Um, but concerts, you know, you're right. There's a, there's a few bands out there that are doing more traditional, like Varetsky Pass and Budowitz. Um, they're really uh, sticking to the original and traditional stuff. But a lot of us, like Beyond the Pale and New, New Orleans Klezmer All-Stars, we're all kind of going our own way, which actually probably was what happening in the shuttle in the 18 and 1900s too, except they didn't have iPods and 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 uh you know iTunes that they could hear music from another culture that that would influence them they just had their culture the influence from the cultures in the near vicinity and their music was influenced by gypsies and by the russian army and by middle eastern music and just anything around them too except it was more limited to geographical locality versus what we have today with our technology and travel Right. Um, another thing I wanted to mention also is I noticed the accordion on this album is uh, seems to be more of a Zydeco influence, maybe. Right, because Glenn Hartman, who played on this album, plays with the New Orleans Klezmer All-Stars, and he lived in New Orleans for a long time, and he moved up to the Bay Area after Katrina. Um, so he's got a lot of Zydeco influence, and he throws it in everywhere he can. <laughs> Yeah, because I haven't really heard uh, you know Klezmer with with that as a as a background, and it it really works though. It does. That's a lot of and fun. And now with Aaron with Aaron Seaman, I think we'll get some Balkan stuff in there now because the Fish Tank Ensemble is a has Balkan influence, and um, so I'm not sure. Everyone brings everyone brings their own 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 touch and own own taste. You know, we're not. We're not willing. We're not needing to stay in in the box. We want to play. We want to play out of the box. It's a lot more fun. Right, right. Um, uh, but I wanted to ask you also because you know part part of uh, the fun of of this album is uh, reading the liner notes on on the uh, on the songs. And uh-huh. I want to know who writes the liner notes on this thing because <laughs> it's really we- it's they're w- really witty. We each take our own pieces and write our own liner notes. So so Tony wrote his liner notes for his pieces, and Barbara wrote hers, and Breck wrote his, and I wrote mine. And then we just pass them around email style and edit them a little bit and then put them on. So we all take responsibility for our own, our own tunes. Okay. Well, that, like, they're, they're, they're cute. I, I, they're the, I don't know, uh, probably the nicest uh, <laughs> liner notes I've come across. Uh, they're, they're fun to read. How do you like Tony's piece, Barakata, Illinois? That's you know I was going to ask you about that one, and and I really like the <laughs> the little blurb about that song. But why don't you tell us uh, in your own words about that one? Well, I, the music part of it, I love. I mean, we, every time we play this piece, it just gives me the chills up and down because it's so beautiful. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of the pieces that Tony has brought before has had old time influence because that's his background, and this is the first tune that he 
is totally original. There is no old-timey tune that he took it from. Um, and, of course, as the liner notes say, it was written right after the inauguration. And the title, you know, Baruch Adonai, Baruch Illinois, um, comes right up. But I don't think that the name was original totally. I think that the name was coined after the inauguration. I think a few people used that term. Um, I think. I'm not sure. Um, and, you know, it's it's not political, but it's a kind of... We we were all I know we were all so awed by the election. You know, I'm not sure I'm not gonna talk about that now, but, but that's where it came out of. Um and we love playing that piece. Right, it's just just reflection of the event of the of the time. Right, definitely. Right. Now uh I also like on the album you have the SF share, which I'm very happy that you dedicated it to Los Angeles for San Fernando. You know, we have the San Fernando Valley here. So it's right. really nice that you wrote a song for us here in Los Angeles. Well, that was Brex tune. He wrote that. <laughs> um, again, he's the, he came into the band with the least Fesmer experience, but he's taking it on. And it definitely could be a share of any sort. You know, we can get Steve Weintraub to dance to it. I'm sure he'd have no problem with it because it really sticks to the share rhythm. Right. Well, I was just kidding a little bit about the title because I know it's probably meant to be San Francisco share. Right. <laughs> it is. It but is we, have an, we have an SF over here, so you know, it's true. I had to try it. <laughs> but yeah, that is a nice little share. So, and, and that's probably the, the closest to an actual traditional style that you've got on the uh, album, too. I think. Um, I would say it's pretty much one of the most traditional pieces as far as, you know, taking um, taking the music and, and making it more traditional. I'm looking at my list here. Um, I think Goyle is pretty traditional also in, as far as rhythm. And Mimosas. Mimosas is really a horror. I mean, if you listen to it. I mean, quarterly, it, it goes all over the place, which traditionally horrors do not. Horrors usually traditional horrors are really usually three chords, the one, four, and five. And Barbara, who has a lot of jazz influence, throws in some other chords in there. Um, so harmonically, there's a lot of um, uh, different changes. But rhythmically, it's a straight horror, rhythmic. And and so I would say that one, Goyle and SF Share, are probably the most uh, most straight klezmer. Now, Mid-Tug Mig and I wrote, and the beginning part of it, I actually wrote this on the liner notes at a mall. I was sitting out one day and had nothing to do in uh, between teaching and pulled out the paper and I just came up with this melody. But for me, I've been, for years, been struggling with the idea that I can't go in and pray with the Hasidic men, which I love the prayers. I love the davening. It's, it really touches my heart and my soul, but they won't let me because I'm the wrong sex. So I've been struggling, and the technique in the beginning part is, you know, really trying to touch in on that kind of davening, prayer-like quality. Maybe somewhere along the way, someone will let me uh, join them, but <laughs> I don't think so in this time period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like that one. That, right. I, I do like that uh, uh, Mitag Negan. It's a, it's a nice melody, and it it uh, kind of flows really nicely. Thank you. Um but I wanted to ask you also about the Goyle because in the liner notes uh, at the end you ask a question of the reader and 
maybe you want to mention what the question is. Um, remind me myself. I don't have my TV <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> I'm bad. Well, there, there, uh, in the song, there's there's a uh, a reference to uh, another famous song um, by Count Basie, and you, you they, the liner notes ask the question: Can you identify the passage or identify the original Count Basie song? Uh-huh. Um, it has to do with springtime. So I don't even remember myself actually. Again, I, don't, that's another I, don't, tune. I don't know if I should give that away or or if uh, we should let, let everybody them listen. Get, let them listen. Maybe they can figure it out. They see. All right. So everybody, uh, listen to Goyle from Beats Without Borders and uh, see if you can identify the Count Basie song that's uh, referenced uh, in the song. Little, song also, te- there will be a test at the end, so that's good. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> There's another song, and I'm not going to mention the name, at the end of the second part, the last the C section, is there's an influence of throw out the, bar- the uh, barrel, the, the uh, polka. So see if people can find that also. Okay. You know, da, 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 that kind right, of Right, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll become a polka band. <laughs> the uh, po- polka Zydeco Klezmer band. Grateful Dead. There you go. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Uh, Frank London has coined our, our music now. He's calling it Clusion, Klezmer Fusion. So there's a new name, a new term being coined here. Okay. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to see that in print somewhere, I guess. I don't know where the borders will put it down as one of their uh, areas, of their, you know, Clusion music. I don't know. Clusion concerts. Who knows? Right, right. So, well, let's talk a little bit about um, – the touring that you've uh, got planned, you're, t- you're talking about uh, doing more concerts than events now, so uh, you're going to be going on tour. We are. We're looking at going on tour uh, the week of June 17th to June 24th, and we're looking up to go up north to Seattle. Seattle will be our northernmost point um, place, and we're going to tour all the way up there and all the way back for about a week. Um, and this is the first time we've taken the tour. Um, and so I, as the manager, finally can do that. My two daughters are more grown up, and um, I, I feel like I can actually leave the house for that period of time without it falling apart. Um, so I'm able to start looking at that and organizing that. And Aaron, our new recording player, is really excited and has a lot of experience with this, so he's helping set up some some of the gigs. We're actually asking people if they they want a concert or a house concert in that area. We're looking at Ashland, and we're looking at Olympia and Seattle, and um, we're looking at Weaverville. uh, I'm just looking at my list here. Just all that that Route 5 road and places in between. Um, Looking at house concerts, looking at some Jewish community centers, um, looking at some clubs. And so we're, we're setting that up right now as we speak, and uh, we're really excited about it. We want Red Hot Chachas to, to become a household name. And my excitement is that once I get this tour working, since I've never done this before and I'm learning, we can look at going down south to L.A., San Diego area at one point. I, what I'm doing is looking at areas that I know people and calling in my, uh, calling in my favors. So Chicago is, might be an area at one point. I have family there in New York. I have lots of friends and family there. So we start with the places that I'm I'm known in, and then um, when they're successful, we'll move somewhere else. Great. Just work your way uh, across North America. 
Yeah, I don't know if we'll go to a place like Montana. I don't know if there are many Jews up there, but we'll have to see. You know, it has to be places where we know we'll get, we'll get you know, an audience. Right, right. Uh, very good. Well, uh, all right, so everybody that's uh, in the Pacific Northwest, uh, get a hold of Julie and have uh, Red Hot Tchotchkes come to your town. And speaking of contacting Julie, Julie, yeah. uh, how can people find out more information about Red Hot Tchotchkes and contact you? Well, you can go on our website, which is www.redhottchotchkes.com. Tchotchkes is spelled C-H-A-C-H-K-A-S. And um, on the website, there's a contact, and that comes right to me. That's the best way to reach us. Um, if you buy our CDs, which are available on CD Baby and iTunes, um, well, iTunes, you can't get the website because you just buy tune digitally. But if you buy the CD on the back, there is the website and our phone number. My phone number is 415-488-9125. And we also have a Facebook. Red Hot, uh, not a Facebook, excuse me, a MySpace. Um, no, I'm not as good at keeping that up because I'm technically challenged a bit. But um, it's there. And uh, that's probably the best way to reach us. Okay. Um, good. Anything else uh, you want to add before we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, I'd like to talk about the local concerts we're doing here. We have quite a few of them. Uh, March 6th, we're playing at the Sleeping Lady in Fairfax, which is right near me. It's a, it's a club. March 13th, we're actually on West Coast Live, which is on KALWFM. 91.7. It's um, it's a pretty big show. It's I don't know if people are familiar with it, but it's probably I'm what one step below Prairie Home Companion. Um, it's a live radio show, so we're on that. And then that evening we're playing at the Art House Gal- Gallery and Cultural Center in Berkeley on Shattuck Avenue. And then we're playing May 1st uh, at the Red Poppy Art House in in San Francisco. And again, May 20th, we're putting down together a Cled Extravaganza with ourselves, Kugelplex, which is a local, another cluster band, and Stephen Saxon, who lives in San Francisco, who actually was in the original Cled Morum. So we're doing a big festival there. Um, and we're setting up more things as we go along. So we're quite busy. Wow, sounds great. Yeah, keeping me, keeping me into trouble. <laughs> And you're, you said you're thinking about uh, a, another CD a little bit later on also, right? Probably. I mean, Breck, who doesn't have a day job right now, keeps bringing in new music. I, I don't have time right now to write new stuff because I'm so busy setting all this stuff up. But this one is only two years since Spice It Up has come out. So we've been working. And my guess is as soon as we finish paying this one off and you know get to the next level, each CD has brought us a, to the next uh, in infamous level, though I don't think Klezmer is going to become as famous as the Grateful Dead. Um, but eventually, you know, we'll, we'll go on whatever that means to fame and fortune. Isn't that will we, why we all play music? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> why else do it? We're all becoming and becoming rock stars. <laughs> Very good. Well, okay. Well, uh, with that, we'll uh, thank Julie Egger and Red Hot Chachkas for being on Klezmer Podcast today. 
Thanks so much, Julie, and good luck with the uh, with the CD Beats Without Borders. I really like it. Thank you so much. This is John Madoff from Roshanim, and you're listening to klezmerpodcast.com. 
Okay, I'm back. That track we just heard was Dancing on the Creekside from the album Beats Without Borders by the Red Hot Tchotchkes. The track was an original composition by Julie Egger. I'd like to thank Julie once again for appearing on the program and for providing the track for us to listen to. Just also want to let you know that the Red Hot Tchotchkes is going to be performing at the Ashkenaz Festival in Toronto, Canada this coming September. So if you're in the area or planning to attend Ashkenaz, look for Red Hot Tchotchkes. Once again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to have your music played or be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released CD you would like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. And as a reminder, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 68. Again, thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now.